Thank you for listening to this Miller Time Media Podcast. This interview took place during our Miller Time Live radio program. For information on the program, you can visit our page on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio. You can also find us on any of your favorite podcasting platforms by searching Miller Time Media. If you do not find us on your favorite podcast platform, not to fear, just send us an email and we'll get it done for you, Radio at outlook.com. Thank you and enjoy. Right, and of course it is uh, Sunday morning, and it's ten thirty, and it's time to speak you with know our what friend. That means. Uh, oh wait, is it? Does it mean toast? It means toast. Bacon? It means coffee. It means bacon. It, mean, no it beans, means no beans, right? Hell no, no, uh, beans. Okay, no oh, beans. Oh no, I'm kidding. Beans, beans. cool baked oh, beans. Oh no, no beans with some mayonnaise on top of them, <laughs> and it definitely means Jenny K is in the house. How's it? Hello. Welcome. How are you? Happy Sunday morning Good. to you. How are you doing? <laughs> And what are we talking about today on Mind Matters? So today we'll be talking about learning styles, how people process information. All right. Um, it's, I've had a lot of people recently asking me how to identify their child's learning style. There seems to be a big uptake in homeschooling, so it's become a lot more relevant for people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But for all those listeners who don't have kids, don't disappear because it's just as useful to be aware of this in your day-to-day business communication. Stick around and listen up, and I'm sure you can find creative ways to apply it in the workplace too. Yeah, so learning styles. Basically, um, as you've heard me describe before, we process information through our senses. Visually, through sight, auditarily, through sound, kinesthetically, which is speaks to physical touch as well as the internal feelings that we get. Um, olfactory, olfactory, which is smell. Olfactory. <laughs> olfactory. <laughs> Not olfactory. <laughs> and gustatory. Especially that VW the- factory. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So those what things. What was the last one? Gustatory, which, mm-hmm. which really speaks to taste. Yeah. So if, you, if you're driving maybe a pink car or something, you might not have good sense in that department. <laughs> not that type of taste? We're thinking more along the lines of food. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. When it comes to how we process information and how we make sense of things, whether we are applying it to a learning environment or just generally how, you know, how we as individuals process information, Mm -hmm. the first three, the visual, the auditory and the kinesthetic are the most relevant to learning new information or dealing with new information. Okay. Mm. Um, so what I would say is that parents who are feeling inclined to be creative and want to enrich the experience, by all means, add different smells and tastes and make it interesting. Um, but in terms of how to effectively help your child learn, I'm going to focus on the visual, the auditory, and the kinesthetic. Sure. So to answer the first question that people are asking, how do I how do I identify? How do I know which um, which might which sense my child ordinarily uses to process information? What is their learning style? Mm. Um, My first thing around that is to say that we use all our senses in everything we do. So be mindful not to rule everything else out. Mm. Still make the effort to incorporate them all. But if you want to pay attention to what's most effective for them, there's certain certain things that you will start to notice. Um, First of all, Sorry? I'm saying indicators. Indicators, yes. Mm. Well, first of all, you'll hear it in language. And I'm going to give you some examples of three different ways of phrasing things. Um, so when somebody is speaking and they they work primarily in a visual um, 
sort of platform, mm-hmm. they will use visual words. So they'll, they might say something like, I can't see how this works. Somebody with an auditory way of processing might say, it just doesn't sound right to me. Mm. Oh, that's interesting because I actually, I hear this. Yes. Mm. And somebody working from a kinesthetic uh, frame of reference may say, I just can't get a feel for this. Mm-hmm. But the sound, the, you know, the, the visual, the, kin- the auditory and the kinesthetic. I've had people <laughs> saying things like this to me for years and I've never st- I, I would have never known that. It's beautiful. No. Sure, we all have. Just a few examples quickly so that you've got some idea of what to look out for. Mm. Um, A visual example, I need to focus. An auditory example, I need to listen. A kinesthetic example, I need to get a grasp. Mm. So with visual language, you're looking for anything that describes a picture, a color, light and dark, and location. So they will describe things sort of in terms of where it is in relation to them. Um, Auditory, anything relating to sound, volume, rhythm, the pitch. Kinesthetic is anything relating to tactile feel, their internal comfort or emotional comfort, Mm. and action. So that example that I gave, I need to get a grasp. Anything that describes a physical action is leading towards kinesthetic. Sure. Interesting. Um, A few more examples. Show me how. An auditory example, tell me how. Mm -hmm. And a kinesthetic, demonstrate for me. Mm. Um, And just one more. A visual person might describe something as um, everything's cloudy. Mm. An auditory person might say that rattles me. And a kinesthetic might say this shakes me up. Interesting. Yeah, so just just start listening and listening for what are they describing in their language. There's some other things that are quite nice to pay attention to. People working from um, processing information visually have a tendency to look upwards when they are making sense of something. They tend to speak quite fast. You've heard that phrase, a picture paints a thousand words. Uh, Yeah. So they literally are. They are processing information as a picture. So there's lots to describe, and mm. it's readily available to them. So they wow. speak quickly, and they throw a lot of information at you in one go. Mm. Yeah. Just a heads up, this can be quite overwhelming. Absolutely. Three and kinesthetic people. <laughs> Absolutely. So we'll take a break there. And okay. when we come back, you can continue on and, and tell us more about this. Hey, this is very interesting. I've never, ever stopped to think about this. I think a lot of times we hear things and we just, we, we don't process them the way you are doing it. Mm. I guess that's why you're the expert. Mm-hmm. Mind Matters this morning. We'll be back after uh, a song and some words from some friends. We're back here on Miller Time Sunday Breakfast. Mind Matter is our Sunday morning segment we look forward to with Jenny Kay, neurolinguistic therapist. She's back with us again. Just quickly to recap in terms of what your what your child might be doing. They tend to look upwards when they're processing information or making sense of something. Mm. They tend to speak very fast, give you lots of words very quickly. They might be quite easily distracted by movement. And if ever they're trying to explain something to you, they will ordinarily look for a piece of paper and a pen Mm -hmm. or some way to draw you a picture. Okay. You can understand what they're trying to explain. Yeah. I can literally see my niece right now because that's that's exactly who she is. Literally. The older one. Okay. Mm -hmm. My daughter's very visual. She can't speak without something to write. Mm. (laughs) 
So there's a much longer list, and I'll summarize these on the blog. But just to move on so we can cover a bit of each. Sure. Um, auditory, uh, people with auditory processing style, they tend to they tend to look from side to side when they're making sense of information. And they quite often, if it's complex, will close their eyes to be able to concentrate. They are easily distracted by sound. And they tend to, when you're speaking to them, they will tilt their head as though they're turning their ear to you, almost like they're speaking on a phone. Mm. That's quite a quite a giveaway. They have a tendency to recall the precise words that are spoken to them. So if your child goes to see a movie and comes back and gives you a word-for-word account of Mm. what happened in the movie, that's a pretty good clue. Oh, wow. Quite auditory. (laughs) In terms of kinesthetic, they tend to look down when they're making sense of things. They will choose comfort over style when they're getting dressed. And they they want to touch and do. So this can be quite frustrating for some people when you're trying to explain something and you don't understand why they want to take it, they want to touch it, they want to do mm-hmm. as you're explaining. Okay. So, so they're action people. Wait, can we just go back to the comfort over style thing? <laughs> so, who's, who's the comfort style person? Where's uh, the balance here? <laughs> uh... Why are you looking? No, 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 no. no. Why just, are you looking at me? I just want to make you doubt yourself. Nothing there. There's oh, really, really nothing there. You know, it's just interesting, though. I never thought that would have <laughs> anything to do with how somebody learns or processes information. Quite interesting. Yes, it's just—it's interesting how she just stares at me when she's saying this. Yeah, I just wanted you to. The only time ask yourself you questions. actually look at me in the whole interview. <laughs> so, just a few tips, and mm. really, you can get creative with it. As long as you're aware that visual, you're aiming to use color, wow. lights, pictures, and give information in a in a, a logical order. That because you know location and and order is important to visual people. You can speak quicker when you're talking to to visual people, mm. and encourage them to describe in detail. Give them the opportunity to describe the pictures that are in their head. Sure. Um, use color the way the work looks that you give to them will make a difference and anything that's going to allow them to use that fantastic imagination to apply information into a picture okay will be useful for them what kind do you what what kind of what which one of these do you think you are i don't are? know i've been trying to just imagine for the because i'm also doing the same thing while thinking, she's what am i which which one am i <laughs> i don't know i'll figure it out let yeah. me just take my time all right i think i'm very visual i like visual things I like email versus talking on a telephone, for instance, if, especially for two reasons. One is I'm visual and two is when, when you tell me to do something, I'd like it in writing. That mm. way when I do it and you say, no, you didn't do it, I can say, yeah, but guess what? It's right here in writing, you know? <laughs> it's got evidence. And this is what you told me to do and then this is what I did and there's a paper trail. Some people yeah. like a phone call. You've got to be careful to make, assumption, to make assumptions too quickly mm-hmm. because if somebody is very auditory or kinesthetic, sometimes speaking over the phone, they're getting too much too much input too quickly. Yeah. So that can also be representative of a of an auditory quality. Well, that could be too because you know, if you call me and you tell me five different things, I'm going to tell you to write it down and text it to me or email it to me because what happens is I feel like if I don't stop and say, "Okay, let me write these things down," I won't either I won't pay attention fully to what you're telling me on the phone. And I'll lose half of it. Or I subconsciously do remember it and it comes back to me when it's needed, which has happened to me too, which is weird. 
Um, but I, I prefer thing. I just like things in writing, I guess. I don't know. So, so here's a tip as you, as you kind of figuring, figuring out how you will, you know, how you process information, <laughs> sure. um, the, the rate at which people speak is significant. And mm. if you are, if you are speaking and giving information to a visual person and you're speaking too slowly, you're going to lose them. They're going to get bored. Mm. If you do the same with an auditory and and especially a kinesthetic person, you need to slow down. I see. They need time to have that internal conversation and a kinesthetic person has that in internal conversation and then checks in to see how they feel about it. Okay. So sometimes, you know, when you have a visual and a kinesthetic person having a conversation, which is my daughter and I often, mm. it seems like a kinesthetic person is disengaged or is not listening to you. But actually, they just need that bit of time to process to, it, to make sense of it, and mm -hmm. get a feel for how they feel. Oh wow! So I feel what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, at people that are recognizing auditory and kinesthetic need to slow down. Okay. When they're explaining, and it's not an intelligence thing; it's just a processing thing. In the last little bit of time we have here, why don't you tell us you, you want to have a, con a, a, a constitution? What, what oh. did you you want to have a, a competition? Yeah, thank you. How do, constitution <laughs> competition? I don't know. That's been wow. happening to me all day. <laughs> okay. So what what I was thinking that could be quite fun because ways of using this information can really get quite creative. Yeah. I want to encourage listeners to send us their ideas. Okay. Once we've received those ideas, we'll gladly share it on the blog so that you can see what everybody else's ideas are. I'll add in some of mine. And whoever comes up with the most creative or fun fun way of using these three um, learning styles uh -huh. will win a an opportunity for a two-hour online consultation with me. Okay. Oh, cool. Can I enter? <laughs> uh, no, you cannot enter. You work here. Oh, um, why don't you give us? Uh, do you want to use? Let's let's use your email address. Is that what we want to do? Sure, you can send it directly to me. So it's Jen J E N uh -huh. at Jenny K J E N N I K dot Oh, it's just a J okay. So that's Jen J E N at J E W N I K dot C O dot Z A. That's it. All right, send an email to her. And then uh, what should we make this email say? It should tell us basically the idea. Maybe just hit, hit it, uh, Mind Matters Competition or Competition Time. All right. And you're going to pick one of these people, and they're going to get a two-hour session with you. Yes. All right. That's cool. Oh, cool. So how long are we going to do this for? Well, I think we've got a week until we touch base again. All so right. send in your, your ideas. And then we can and... announce the following week. We'll announce the following week. All right. Very good. Jenny K from Jenny K Neurolinguistics. So get your creative ca therapy. caps on and uh, yes. let's do this thing. Absolutely. It's unfortunate I can't enter because I feel like I would have won already. But anyway, it's cool. <laughs> well, maybe you can. <laughs> use, don't you have <laughs> other names or something? You can use another name. I don't know. Why are we encouraging corruption? Hey, members, because <laughs> this is me. I mean, you know, have you met me? Jenny K from Jenny K Neurolinguistic Therapy. Thank you for joining us on Mind Matters once again this Sunday morning, and we'll chat to you next week. Awesome. All right. Go get your next cup of coffee. Say hi to everybody for us. And uh, we'll continue on with some more great music next Cheerio. here on Miller Time Sunday Breakfast as we wrap up the show for the day.